It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Conflict Radio. That is from Paul Beska, sent to me via mail from Australia. And thank you so much for the intro, Paul. That's pretty awesome. Hopefully that looked pretty cool to you guys, and hopefully you all enjoyed it. Today on Conflict Radio, we're going to have Scott Mitchell on, and we've had him on before, so I'm extremely excited to have him on again. But before we get into who Scott is. Just let me give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat room. I see uh, Bible Mysteries is here. He says, good evening all. That is Scott Mitchell. So if you go over to his channel, the link is in the description below. You can subscribe to his channel. It will really help him out a lot. Dr. Strangelove is here. Don M. I see the Happy Plague Doctor. Blue Chicken. Welcome. Nice. Uh, he says, nice intro. Paul Beska, like I said, thank you very much for sending that. Hugh, Arlene, uh looks like Arlene Atkins is in the house. Ian myself. I'm scrolling up. Sapphire Elf is here. How you doing, Sapphire Elf? Glad to have you call in our last show. Magnus Zedervist is in the house again. And it looks like uh Mr. Fox is here as well. How you doing, Mr. Fox? Now, Paul Mitchell, what promises to be a, a fascinating conversation, is the host of the Bible Mysteries podcast and the pastor of a church in Sequin, Texas. Did I say that right, Paul? Sequin? It's actually Seguin, Texas. Seguin, Texas. Yeah, it looks like Sequin, but it's Seguin. Seguin. Okay, well, glad I said it right. And you have a career background in music, legal support, and technology. Scott has been a scriptural scholar studying biblical history and mysteries for 40 years. He founded UTB, 
now.com. The link is in the description to provide resources to help people unlock the mysteries of the Bible. Welcome back once again, Scott Mitchell. Scott, how are you doing? I'm great, Michael. Thank you for having me back. It really is a privilege to be here. Man, it, we had such a great conversation last show. Honestly, I think it was probably the best show out of the first 100 episodes that we have done. Fascinating to have you on. And and I wanted, we kind of got into this in the later half, sort of towards the end of the last time we're talking. I don't know if you uh, see the picture there, Fallen Angels, the coming alien deception. Yeah. Uh, you know, that we're, we're having the Pentagon UFO report is supposed to come out soon. There's a lot of talk about what's going to be in that report. China just announced that they have their own UAP research program where they're using artificial intelligence to try to figure out ways to corner and fight this craft. What, what is, what is going, what do you think is going on? What's happening here? Boy, it sure is getting interesting, I'll tell you, <laughs> Michael. It's uh, it's amazing to see so much of what used to be debunked as complete nonsense and crackpot theories uh, coming into the mainstream um, <clears throat> where actual Pentagon declassified files are coming out to corroborate uh, much of what some <clears throat> investigators have been saying for years now. So we are either seeing a massive um, uh, attempt at misdirection by the governments of the world uh, coming up, but I'm more inclined to think the, the world is preparing us for what I do believe is exactly what you titled this episode, The Coming Alien Deception. All right, so we've had guests on here, not just you, but other guests suggest that the, the aliens that are in these craft are actually demons slash fallen angels. Uh, apparently, there's a difference between a demon and a fallen angel, right? Can we get that clear right off the bat? Yeah, fallen angels are definitely angelic beings that were created by God from the beginning. And we got into it a little bit the last time you and I spoke about the world that was. But at some point in the very distant past, some group of angels... Uh, joined one particular cherub named Lucifer in a rebellion and an attempt to usurp the throne of God. They were not successful, but uh, those angelic beings are number one-third of all the angels that were created. So they are not demons. They're angels that left their position in heaven to be faithful to God, and they, they joined league with, with Satan or Lucifer. It, the belief is that the devils or demonic spirits are actually the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, who were the hybridized product of uh, human and angelic relations, and they were giants. So I think that ties into what I believe is this alien deception that's coming up. All right, and just so we're clear, the demons themselves, they're the spirits— of the fallen Nephilim, and the Nephilim are the hybrid, I mean, you just said it, the hybrid human aliens. So that would stand to reason that the Nephilim are not immortal, right? Right. The Nephilim were essentially as mortal as humans were, but they were giants, so they had angel DNA mixed in. Uh, Lucifer's attempt in doing that was to corrupt the bloodline of man so that the Christ 
seed could never be born. And therefore, um, the, the idea was he was going to prevent the prophecy from coming true that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. Uh, he failed in that attempt, and what most people don't realize is that the destruction of the world in the flood of Noah was the extermination of the Nephilim, there was, and all the corrupted hybrids with the exception of Noah and his family. All right. I see we've got a ton of people in here now. High Plains Drifter, Barnes 46, Red Cap Goblin, Goblin. everybody seems to be El Shark Diablo. Everybody seems to be jumping in here. Do hit the like button, guys, because it does help the algorithm, and we'll get more people in here. How you doing, Antonio? Good to see that you're here. So let's just say that this that this is what's going on, okay? I, I know you believe it's going on. It's what a lot of people believe is going on. You mm -hmm. know, I'm kind of on this fence. Like, this is, you know, I'm this is the fence that I'm, that I, I'm pretty sure that I am on. Um now, there was a story of a man, and I know you guys in the chat, I don't have his name at the top of my head, you guys in the chat will be able to help me with this, that went down underground in a tunnel, and he actually found a lot of these gray aliens in in a tunnel underground. He actually got into a firefight with them. They they used some laser weapon and hit his hand. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to tell, tell me his name in the chat. And he actually killed one of these beings that, that was in a tunnel going underground, uh, waiting for the name, guys. Come on, you know who it is. Um, I guess uh, I know the story you're talking about. Uh, it, it was some uh, uh, airline pilot, a, a pretty brave individual in the early days of air flight. Uh, and it, it was, I, I want to say, like an Admiral Byrd, but that's a Navy guy. It was somebody along that line. Phil Snyder, Fitzgonzo, just just uh, mentioned his name. That does sound familiar. Phil Snyder is probably. Uh, who he was yeah Antonio just said it too so Phil Snyder everybody is who that was look up that story it's absolutely incredible so what he mm -hmm. is saying seems like he killed one of these things so mm -hmm. so that would suggest that these fallen angels are mortal can be killed is it what do you think about that theory can, is that possible well I would make a distinction between fallen angels and whatever aliens that Schneider saw and killed. Again, I'm not familiar exactly with the details of the story, but did you say, Michael, or did I hear you say that he killed a gray or a reptilian or something like that? It was a, it was supposedly a gray, but a lot of people say the grays are the are the fallen angels. Could it be? I mean, uh, it whether whether it was a a fallen angel he actually killed or not. Are are the the questions is still kind of the same, I suppose, and. Are these fallen angels able to be killed? No, not by human beings. The, if there's a gray or any other entity that was killed by anybody, they were hybridized genetic manipulations by the fallen angels, which is probably what they're doing when they abduct humans and experiment with their reproductive organs. They, they are creating these things, if they're real, grays, reptilians, you name it. Um, and so these are synthetic beings. They're not the original created fallen angels, nor are they the demoniac spirits that were disembodied from the Nephilim. And that points us back to the genetic manipulation that Satan's been involved in for a long time and is really getting more advanced now. All right. Well, we all know that uh, Corn Pop was a pretty bad dude, right? I guess uh, everybody's talking about Corn Pop in the chat, so... 
gotta throw that out there. That's from a movie, I think. I'm not really sure, but it's pretty funny. You, you guys, you guys crack me up in the chat room. So, I mean, what, what is there? What is? So, what's the plan? What's? What are we looking at here? What's? What? Are, what time frame are we seeing? Well, I think the plan, and this is where I'm starting to put some things together in my head. Uh, the time frame is going to be the revealing or the unveiling, if you will, of the so-called man of sin, the son of perdition. The Bible refers to him as Antichrist. There's an individual coming who's going to be uh, a satanically controlled human that is essentially going to take over uh, and control the world for a while. Um, so there's a seven-year period of time prophesied in the Bible in which all hells will break loose. Uh, so the, the coming events are somewhat in this order. Uh, there's going to be some event that Christians refer to as the rapture, where a lot of believers are going to be delivered out of this world from the coming wrath. And then those that remain on the earth are going to be confronting a time of judgment. And in this time of judgment, actually right about the time this event called the rapture takes place, it begins a war in heaven. And there's a battle coming between God's angels with Michael, the archangel, as the, the head of that army, and Lucifer and his angels. And he's called the dragon. And this is all taking place in the Bible book of Revelation chapter 12. And uh, that battle will begin probably about the time this event called the catching away or the rapture takes place. Those angels that joined Lucifer in this rebellion are going to be defeated by Michael and his angels. And the Bible says they will be cast down to the earth. And when they show up, they're not going to admit they were just defeated by God's angels they're going to come up with some kind of a lie and hence the coming alien deception. My belief is they're going to show up in their advanced craft because the Bible shows that they have them. And they're going to claim to be our alien ancestors that seeded us many eons ago when maybe we were monkeys or something and they gave us their special DNA to turn us into humans. And now they're going to offer us another stage of evolution to take another injection of DNA, as it were, and become like them, gods. All right, and uh, just so everybody knows, once once we have, if if we do inject ourselves with the fallen angel DNA, it's kind of impossible for us to go to heaven, right? Right. This mark it's called in the Bible. It's the mark of the beast, and whatever that mark is, and it seems to be something that's going to alter genetics because there's a there's a point in the book of revelation where a plague falls upon those that have the mark and it affects them uh, physically and only them and the only way that could be possible to single out a, a specific group of people is if there's some sort of specific genetic marker in them that can be attacked by whatever god sends on them this plague of of sores and whatever a grievous and noisome sore, it's called, you know. So genetic manipulation is part of this. Satan's attempt at this point, he failed with the original genetic manipulation to corrupt humanity. 
He failed to prevent the seed that would be his undoing from being born, which the Bible uh, points out is Jesus Christ. And then he knows now that the only thing he has left to do is to try to prevent humanity from being redeemable. And the only way to do that is to convert them into some sort of a hybrid creature that cannot be redeemed, like the Nephilim, who were not redeemed. They were destroyed and became disembodied spirits. Called demons. All right, El, yes. El Shark Diablo wants to know, do you believe that all aliens are angels, or is there any other forms of non-human life that you believe in? Well, I, all... As far as I'm concerned, if they're aliens at all, and I don't believe they are, I don't believe there's such a thing as an extraterrestrial being from another planet with another civilization. They are, they are alternate dimensional beings from the spiritual realm. So they are, if they, if they exist, if greys and reptilians and whatever the other Nordics and all the other stuff is out there, uh, if they exist, then they exist in an, they're on this earth. They're from this world, but they are from another dimension and they're synthetic beings, as far as I'm concerned, created by Satan and his angels in their manipulation of human DNA and other DNA too, by the way. Chimeras are part of this whole coming genetic manipulation. All right. So <clears throat> let's let's go back in time a little bit to the to the Gulf War, not not the one that George Bush Sr. started, or I guess ended or whatever, but the one that we got into after 9-11. Now, I have heard rumors and stories that our, our main reason for going in there was to get a hold of Nimrod's DNA. Have you heard anything about that? I have never heard that. Um, that, that, that theory is something that's brand new to me. All right, well, that'll give you something to look up because they're saying that they went in to get, I guess they found Nimrod's tomb. Now, he was a giant. He was a Nephilim. Well, the Bible doesn't specifically say that he was. Um, I would, based on my understanding of Scripture, I would beg to differ with that, and I'll tell you why. So the Nephilim were technically the direct genetic hybrids of the sons of God and the daughters of men that took place in Genesis chapter 6. Okay, with the exception of Noah and his family, all life, animal and human, was killed except for the ones on the ark. So the only possibility that there were some additional uh, giants after that, because there were, the Bible tells us that the, the very conquest of Canaan was the extermination of other giants. In the Bible, they are not called Nephilim. They are called Rephaim. And they come and they descend from the individual named Canaan, who was the son of Ham, who was the son of Noah. So what we speculate and believe some of us do is that evidently Ham's wife may have had in her some recessive genetic angel DNA. And it got passed on to her child. And because when you think about it, uh, I don't know how many of, uh, of the listeners know the story of Noah, but after the flood, Noah planted a vineyard, he got drunk, and he fell asleep and passed out in his tent. And Ham, the Bible says, discovered his father's nakedness. Now, there's a lot of speculation about what that ultimately means. But one, one thing we know is that the other two sons 
Shem and Japheth went backwards and covered their father, and they didn't see it. But when he awoke, he knew, it says, what his younger son had done to him, meaning Ham. And he did not curse Ham, the son. He cursed Ham's son, Noah's grandson, whose name was Canaan. Now, Canaan wasn't known for anything, and he wasn't the only child of Ham and his wife. So why was Canaan cursed? And later on, we find there's a region of the world called Canaan, which God gives to the children of Israel many centuries later to go and conquest to find. And they end up exterminating giants throughout that period of time, Og of Bashan, and all the way down to Goliath and his brothers. So this DNA passed through Canaan because Canaan must have already been showing the traits of being a giant when he was young, and that's why Noah cursed him. From that lineage of Ham came Nimrod. The Bible doesn't say either one of them was a giant, but there's every reason to believe they could have been because of the potential for Ham's wife to have latent Nephilim DNA, and it would have been generationally removed, so they're called Rephaim. All right, and what about the, the Degen? What about who? The, the Degen, I guess. <clears throat> I'm not familiar with the Degen. All right. All right, well, uh, you know, this whole thing with, uh, with I guess, the jab, right, is, is kind of, I mean, doesn't that affect your DNA? I'm being told that it does, and of course the the companies that produce these vaccines say that it doesn't. Yeah, let's not say that word. <laughs> yeah, right, because you'll be put in Facebook or YouTube jail, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, the um, oh oh, were you trying to say the gin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the jinn, uh, which would basically those are the equivalent of the uh, the Islamic genies and um, and demons. They, they would still just be demons. Okay. I don't think they have anything to do with giants necessarily. <clears throat> All right. So let me give a, a shout out here to Spartano Negative, who just uh, super chatted us. Eleven Eleven, he says. So uh, we're we're working on getting somebody on the show who can better explain the whole synchronicity of of time and that sort of thing but uh thanks spartan negative so uh i guess i i guess i i guess i totally spelled that or pronounced that wrong right well it just when you said degan i was trying to think of you know there's a there's an actual phoenician god named dagon <laughs> and i thought you might have been referring to that but i think somebody in the chat and i thank them uh for saying the jinn once they spelled it i could see what you what I thought you meant yeah and uh, yeah it just yeah. helps to sometimes be a visual thing in addition to the oral thing se says he likes a good degen and tonic <laughs> <laughs> right exactly well back to your original question though Michael about Nimrod um, so he possibly could have been a ref am but uh, if they had found his body or his DNA or something like that I've never heard of that but I would imagine then their attempt would be to extract whatever DNA they could to see if they could reproduce um, uh, some sort of a genetic hybrid. Now, I, I wonder how it is they would know it's actually um, uh, Nimrod's DNA when the Bible doesn't have any record of 
Nimrod's uh, bones surviving anywhere, but it does have a record of another giant whose bones survived in his bedstead. And that was a giant named Og of Bashan. And so maybe that's what they actually found, that it's not Nimrod. Yeah, now now that, that, that could be interesting, right? If they actually went in just to get that DNA? Right, because the Bible actually says, is his bed not in this place? As Almost like it, to be able to see like a museum. At, which kind of makes me think that there's probably a lot of evidence of giants in museums that is hidden from the public because Satan doesn't want the world to know what he's up to. And he controls the global elite, the satanic global elite. All right. So how long have the fallen angels had this kind of technology? Well, I would imagine from the beginning. Uh, so we, we have to realize that, and, and this, I don't want to get us off of another topic because we discussed this before, Michael, but to me, humanity was made to replace the fallen angels. So the world was created in the beginning and occupied by angels. They had civilization, they had technology, they had commerce, they had whatever they were doing for who knows how long before this uprising took place with Lucifer. Once they took control they made a mess of God's original creation and corrupted it to such an extent that God destroyed that world with a flood. And that's where you find the world in the beginning in Genesis 1, verse 2. The world, the earth was uh, filled with darkness, was without form and void. There was water and on and on. And from that, God brings forth the creation that we live on now. And, and he made man and he gave man dominion over the earth in the place of. Brain fog, insomnia moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Those angels. Well, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, the, the reason why I asked that question is because I'm trying to figure out if, if why, before the flood or even during the flood, that 
that the fallen angels wouldn't come in the craft and and grab some of the nephilim, you know, and pick them up off of the earth so that they could survive the flood. It, it's it's unclear why you know, God could have limited their abilities, you know. So uh, we don't know exactly what they did, but the angels themselves that took the wives, evidently. Were, and so we're, remember, we make a distinction between the fallen angels, which were called the sons of God in Genesis 6, and the Nephilim, which were their giant offspring hybrids. Okay, The angels that sinned must have taken on some form that differed from their uh, spiritual realm dimensional form in order for them to procreate. So it looks like they were limited once they did that. And they ended up in chains in a bottomless pit, which is where they are right now. They didn't die. They're still internal entities. Uh, they didn't die like the Nephilim did. The Nephilim physically died, and they went. Uh, their spirits became the devils or the demons. The, the fallen angels themselves went bodily into the bottomless pit with, with chains wrapped around them. So evidently, God had some angels that were more powerful there's an angel that's coming in the end of the seven years of tribulation that's going to grab hold of Lucifer himself and wrap him in a chain and throw him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. So can you imagine what that dude must look like? Yeah, you know, I would imagine that the Nephilim are actually, uh, I mean, they were pretty tall so that the fallen angels would have to be even taller, right? I don't know that the angels were tall necessarily. Um, it was it was the mixture of angel and human DNA that created the race of giants. So the angels themselves, when whenever the angels appear on the earth, uh, they look like men. So I don't believe that they were giants. The fallen angels weren't the giants. It was the mixture of their DNA with human DNA that formed giants. Could you get DNA from a fallen angel? Could could we extract that? I don't think it would be possible because I don't know how you would find one to get one. Well, I mean, if, if they, you know, say, you know, I mean, we've had craft that crashed, right, where they say bodies were recovered in things. I mean, wouldn't that be the bodies of the of the fallen angels or, or could it? I mean, I guess what you were saying earlier is that they could be hybrids even. No, what I was saying was the bodies that have been recovered from any crash sites are not the fallen angels. It is the synthetic beings they've created. So they're not even alive, so to speak. They're just synthetic. Well, the, the, yeah, these beings, if you were talking about grays and like the image you've got on your, on your video screen, uh-huh. uh, the YouTube screen, that, that entity is probably something that's pure evil, but it's a synthetic organism. It's something that I would imagine it's it's a uh, Satan and their and his fallen angels attempt at creating a being to do their bidding. So think of them like androids or robots or something like that. Yeah, like uh, I guess Bishop from Aliens, right? The synthetic uh, human, right? Exactly, something that's not real. Uh, you know, it couldn't have been created or born. It was probably manufactured. Think of Star Wars and the Clone Wars or something like that. Well, that would explain how they're able to survive going uh, these high-speed turns and such. Exactly. No human body could survive a 13,000-mile-per-hour uh, hairpin turn on a dime. So it's pretty, the it's pretty much, it's pretty much uh, synthetic artificial intelligence then. I, which is leading me right back to this coming alien deception. Everything about what's going on behind the scenes. You know, we're, we're all being distracted with politics and nonsense— 
and the spiritual realm is moving full steam ahead and the satanic global elite are like pawns being put in place by Satan to bring about the, the essentially the, the present, the uh, revealing of the 10 Kings. Wow. So, so the synthetics, you can actually destroy them then. Like, well, like, I, like, I don't you know. know if I could, but somebody can. <laughs> wow. You know, that, that's pretty interesting. So you got to imagine, you know, what, you know, we, we just automatically assume that these are some kind of, uh, I guess, alien beings, right? I mean, that's what most of society thinks. If there's UFOs, they're aliens, but th there's no way it could be uh, fallen angel technology with synthetic artificial intelligence really piloting these crafts. Right. That, that's what I believe it is. It, it, the deception is that they are coming from another world. They're benevolent, they're extraterrestrial, and they're coming back to help us move uh, and advance as humanity to the next level, which is something called um, transhumanism. That is the, the big push right now. You've got three things going on, artificial intelligence, genetic modification, and transhumanism in conjunction with things like the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum's attempt to bring about a, a Marxist utopia, all of these things are, they're not happening accidentally. This has all been planned. The pandemic was planned. This was a bioweapon, in my opinion, which was created in the United States, released in Wuhan. We attacked Iran and China with the COVID virus. That's how this thing got spread. We created that, not China. All right. So how do you think that they're, I mean, because we hear, obviously, these synthetic beings are abducting humans, right? They're literally pulling them out of their houses. You know, in some cases, even, it seems like a Star Trek transporter where they're bringing them right through their ceilings, right through, you know, walls and things. Do you believe that that's happening? And, and how would they be doing that? I believe it probably is happening. I don't understand the technology they're able to use. Uh, and when you think about God's angels in the Bible, they have the ability to do things that are obviously what we would describe as supernatural. Uh, you know, the, there's a story where Elisha, the prophet, is um, surrounded by the Syrian army, and his servant says, we're undone. Look, they're about to kill us all. And Elisha prays and says, open his eyes, Lord, and he sees the entire region surrounded by chariots of fire with angels. Uh, and he says, there's more with us and be with them. So obviously angels have the ability to do things that we can't do as, as mere humans. And even Jesus Christ, after he rose from the dead, is in a glorified body that just appeared in the midst of the disciples in a room and disappeared right out of their sight. So this capability that they have in the spiritual realm, we, we think of as technology, and, and maybe we should, but it's really hyper-dimensional physics is what we're talking about. Yeah. Sapphire Elf says, Bob Lazar says, if you could manipulate gravity and have a relativity bubble, you could not only go warp speed but travel in time. Do you think that it's possible for the fallen angels to travel back and forth in time? Yes, because I know that in the book of Luke chapter 4, the devil took Christ up to an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and offered it to him. 
and of course he rejected it, but that's what he does now to the satanic global elite. He offers them the same power and glory and money. Uh, by the way, one of your comments was asking if Trump attacked the United States with COVID. Uh, I want to say no, he didn't. Deep state operatives did all this. Trump was unaware of it. He is pretty much proven his track record of not knowing who to trust and not knowing who to put in positions of power. And he surrounded himself with the same neocons that are in power right now. They're just from a different party. Yeah. He well, was, a lot of people suggest that that was it was a, a pandemic uh, just so that they could uh, go about with the mail in voting and create all kinds of fraud to get them out of office. Well, you know, one side always says never let a good crisis go to waste. So I'm sure they took advantage of it. But I believe there's something more sinister going on because it's the CIA that makes all this mischief. And when you research MK Ultra and Project Paperclip and all that stuff, you begin to realize that there were probably sinister entities that are controlling the deep state that, you know, are they believe that our greatest threat to uh, America is China and Iran. So it's just interesting that at the same time, you know, a, a group of um, soldiers from America, 300 something, were in Wuhan. And then a month or two later, they start getting the first reports of people getting sick there. Also, the elite leadership of Iran were uh, attacked about the same time. Uh, and if you check out the uh, UNZ.com, I think you can read a lot about the evidence that's been um, uh, portrayed about that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, I find a, I find a, a lot of the stuff about everything that's going on in the past year very funny, but let's try to, uh, I guess, steer away from some of the more controversial topics. I, I do want to talk to you about a little bit more about their hybridization program. Now, sure. if they're that's not controversial at all. <laughs> right. Well, we're allowed to talk about that, right? I mean, the the alien hybrid hybridization program is one of the I mean, it's it's one of the most talked about things I think in in UFOs as as far as channels go that that you can actually follow that that aren't playing along with uh I guess the deep state narrative on everything. You know, I've I've had people on that have you know remote viewed down into these tunnels underground where a lot of the I guess the you know a lot of the uh, the trafficking. I mean, it, it even cut. It, they're not just pulling people out of their rooms through their ceiling. I mean, they're they're literally snatching people from you know how many you know eight hundred thousand missing kids a, a year in the United States and and all of these national park disappearances i mean where are they all going i mean they're all going underground right well um i don't know that they're going underground now you want to steer away from controversy uh michael my opinion is this is a huge human trafficking ring and it's not necessarily aliens involved in that they might be part of it but it's human beings are wicked creatures and there's an element of man of humanity that is perverse beyond imagination and you don't want to get into the stuff like Pizzagate and all that stuff, but there is something very sinister going on to our children. And that's one of the reasons why so many refugees are being created and, and the border issues we're having. These perverts want these children. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a subject uh, we could it's probably It's another avoid, discussion, but, I realize, yeah. But I have, <laughs> I have heard uh, from people that there is a, currently an underground war being fought you know, in these tunnels underground, and it's the deep state aligned with these 
synthetic beings, so to speak, that they're fighting. I mean, I mean, uh, have you heard anything about this, or, or would that surprise you I, at all? I've only heard cursory discussion about that. I've never researched it or delved into it. I mean, you know, we've got the guys that um, are um, the, I think they call themselves uh, ancient alien theorists. Uh, you know, George Nori appears a lot on shows, and I've been on, on uh, Coast to Coast a couple of times now. Uh, Nori is... Uh, usually one of the guys that they'll interview, although he wouldn't necessarily call himself an expert in that one particular field. And he's always been gracious to let me talk about whatever I want to discuss uh, in, in my perspective of it from the scriptures. But if we're talking about uh, something underground, I, I think in, in some of these shows where the ancient alien theorists uh, um, present their evidence, there's something going on in Antarctica that, I can't quite put my finger on. So there may be some alliance and maybe there was something going on between Hitler and his army uh, back when, I, I don't know, but there is, there's definitely evidence that something is taking place underground in Antarctica, if, some, if not somewhere else. Have you heard of the Ark of Gabriel? That's supposedly been moved to Antarctica, where I guess uh, Satan's throne room is. I've never heard of the Ark of Gabriel. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it come out of uh un from underneath uh Mecca. Yeah, that's something I'm not familiar with and um I don't know that uh Satan's throne is necessarily in Antarctica. Um he's referred to in the scriptures as the prince of the power of the air, spiritual wickedness in high places. So I suspect that he is seated in the starry heaven somehow, you know, but um you know, I, I, I'm like sure he has access to the earth, but he's not confined to it. Like maybe, like, um, excuse me, <clears throat> like maybe even uh, in the moon or on, on the moon, maybe uh, Mars? You know, it's interesting. It, it, we could speculate a, a lot of possibilities. I remember many years ago somebody telling me that he felt like the red storm on Jupiter might be uh, a location for uh, Lucifer uh, because there's a reference to um, uh, the book of Acts when um, there was a goddess that the Ephesians were to worship named Diana. And it says her image that fell down from Jupiter. And, you know, that, that could just be their belief system. But, um, you know, when you start looking at ancient records of, of mythology, as we call it, but it's references to all these gods and these uh, these chimera type things, you know, eagle headed men or uh, dog headed men and Anubis of the Egyptians or whatever. And, and uh, then the Titans and the Griffins and the Minotaurs and all these things that we dismiss as just being legends. Maybe they're based in truth and maybe there has always been genetic manipulation going on by the satanic fallen angels. Yeah, uh, GRZ23 says, in quotes, allowed to talk about you, sir, are a grown man. You should feel and be able to discuss anything with anyone. That is true. I am free to do that, but I don't want to lose my channel on YouTube. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can, but I'm on this platform, so I will try to play by their rules, regardless uh, what I think about 
the rules. I try to play by them. So we, I have some questions coming in here, and uh, I guess Johnny Peppers, if if is evil, is is Enlil. I mean, I don't know if you could see that question. Maybe you could. Yeah, I can. I see Johnny Pepperson is in Little God and Enki Satan. He's referring to some Babylonian or um, Sumerian gods there. Um, I I don't know that their legends are something that you know you can accurately compare to say scripture because if you're saying God and Satan of the Bible, and then Enlil and Enki are or, or the Anunnaki or whatever are, are from a Sumerian culture, so. I don't know that they parallel exactly. One could be a distortion of the other, you know. For example, every culture has like a flood story in their origin of, of the world and a creation story, but they don't all align with the Bible. So it's hard to it's hard to say this is exactly that. It's not always a, a shadow of the exact same thing. All right. And uh, Hugo Darn says, do you think that they will project spaceships onto the firmament to frighten us? As in, like a holographic projection. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they wouldn't need to project, right? They can actually just put them there. Yeah, I would imagine they actually have craft. I mean, we're seeing that's clear already through the so-called declassified stuff. Yeah, if this is what they're declassifying, it makes me wonder what they're still keeping classified. Yeah, right. That's always yeah. uh, always something. So they to know. Definitely, there's definitely a, 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 a supra-human technology out there. All right. So if anybody has questions. Please put them in caps in the chat room because there's a ton of people in here. Please hit that like button. There's a ton of people watching and only a few likes. So if you hit the like button, that'd be greatly appreciated. It does help the channel a lot. All right. So Barnes466 asks, what does the guest think of where humans are headed currently? Well, I think we're headed to this period of time. Uh, we're in chaos right now, and um, the satanic global elite is creating the chaos in order to bring order out of the chaos. So what we're headed to, as far as I can tell from the scriptures, is humanity's going through this amazing uh, deception. There's going to be a battle coming, and it, it looks to me, and I could be wrong, but it looks to me from the scriptures that this battle is going to take place on the earth after some sort of a cataclysmic change takes place and we are reduced to fighting with primitive weapons. So I think our technology is going to cease to be uh, as we know it and understand it today. So it could be an EMP, uh, a nuclear war, something's going to render us back to fighting with swords and spears and on horseback. And when that happens, there's going to be an attempt to attack the nation Israel at that time. I don't know that it's uh, – the current modern Israel has modern weaponry, so I think something's got to change. And that battle is referred to in the book of Ezekiel as Gog and Magog. The event of the catching out or rapture is going to take place right either concurrent with it or either right before or right after it starts. And that's going to start a prophetic time clock back that was paused 2,000 years ago. And then seven years are going to transpire before uh, Christ returns. And it's in that seven years that man is going to have to give an account of himself uh, in, in the judgment of God. So right now we live in a period of grace. What's coming is a period of wrath. Yeah, and, and so right now where humanity is headed is for a huge trouble. And if you really want to see what's going to happen on the earth, it's Isaiah 24. The earth is going to turn upside down, literally, physically. 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, if anybody watches Suspicious Observers, he put a video out yesterday that about scared me to death about the solar kill shot that he thinks is going to come before the year 2030, and that will effectively destroy all of our electronic devices, throw us right back into no electricity, no vehicles, no nothing, and... It's going to be absolute chaos here. And uh, HB2N asks a great question. He wants to know, does a genetically modified human have a soul? I'm sorry, repeat that? Does a genetically modified human have a soul? Oh, I would think no. No? Yeah, Yeah, I would think no. Well, you know, no, that's not true. A genetically modified human. See, my mind was stuck on like a gray or an alien which are synthetic beings. So I apologize. Let me back up. All right. A genetically modified human, yes, they have a soul. They're not redeemable, but every human, every human person is going to live forever somehow. They're either going to live in eternity in separation from God or in an eternity with God. So they're either the righteous or the unrighteous. All right. Davy Jones Locker wants to know, are there positive ETs that will help us, and who are they if there are? My opinion would be no. So not even the—I mean, I would imagine if the fallen angel, if they have craft that, that are like this, wouldn't the, uh, the, the good angels have, have the same craft as well? They do, and in fact, Ezekiel chapter 1 and chapter 10 reveals that. Those flying wheels of the four cherubim are, are definitely crafts, flying crafts of some kind. But they're not, they're not going to help us outside of God's commandment, and God has already put in place a plan of redemption. So it's not based upon a physical deliverance uh, other than when the Lord returns. It's based upon a spiritual deliverance which has to do with a trust and a faith in Christ. All right. Uh, Barnes wants to know, where are we as humans going on a spiritual level? Well, that, that matches perfectly with what we're talking about. It's a good question. On a spiritual level, the Bible even predicts that uh, perilous times are going to come, evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So on a spiritual level, we're, we are not evolving, we are devolving. We are becoming, the Bible refers to humans being seared in their conscience with a hot iron. So we're going to get to the point where we no longer feel natural love, affection, compassion, mercy. Uh, It's going to be every man for himself. Ultimately, there's going to be a few, obviously, that can show those traits of human kindness and emotion. But they're going to be the ones that are persecuted. And you're seeing signs of that now where you're being, you know, are we even have a government that's saying, you know, tell on your neighbors if they don't get the vaccine or something? We're we're seeing shades of Nazi Germany marking the Jews or something like that. Well, didn't Biden just say, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that if you have a, a patriotic neighbor or patriotic family member that you need to call the FBI and turn them in? Apparently, oh, yeah. Is it, is it just Patriot now? I thought it was related to something specifically medical. But no, yeah, now it's like if you believe in the Constitution, you're a you're a domestic terrorist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I think you can see where that's going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just uh, scary. Let me tell you something. I mean, the crap can hit the fan all day long, and I could care less. You come around my place, and we're going to have a problem. That's all I got to say. 
Yeah, exactly. All right. It's so, a good idea to uh, protect yourself. All right. So who do we look for that has thorough knowledge on these beings? Is, is there anybody in the, I guess, mainstream or anybody that, that we can turn to, you know, besides you, of course, that, that to listen to that, that knows what's going on here? You know, I couldn't point out a specific... A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups. Automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Expert. Uh, Obviously, we've got the internet and there's plenty of good and plenty of bad there. So do your research. uh, Trust your instincts. Don't fall for obvious things. But... I mean, some sources that I personally use that are pretty eye-opening. I, I stay in the realm of where I'm an expert, which is scripture. So I'm not looking for scientific explanations. Uh, but there are a lot of scientists out there that are Bible-believing scientists. And so if you can find those, they're people you can look to for some answers. Medical doctors, same way. Uh, there's a great website called VigilantCitizen.com. If you want to know about the mind control and the manipulation of media and things like that and Project Monarch and the the one I sign and all those things, symbolism to the occult is extremely important. That would be a great place to start because he's not specifically talking about aliens. But when you start looking at what's going on with humanity, you're going to start to realize that the, the alien thing kind of falls apart and it becomes more satanic. All right, and uh, JP2021 wants to know, what if they look human? I guess uh, the hype, these uh, synthetic beings, I mean, could they make them look human? And what may be some signs of a humanoid alien and or clone that we could look for? Yeah, I don't know if they have the ability to do that, you know. Um, If they can make them look human then there's got to be something about them that's not normal, you know, that you could see as a difference. And, and I know we're talking somewhat fictional here, but in some cases maybe there is a, a group of people like the men in black that seem to be human, but they're sort of emotionless. 
and uh, I, I still say that they're synthetic beings. So, I, I mean, you know, if you, you want to find I'm out, sorry, I'm I mean, going to interrupt. You think the men in black are synthetic beings? Absolutely. All right. Well, that's pretty yeah. interesting. Well, based on what I've read and, and studied about them, they're not like, you know, hu there could be human men in black. I'm not saying that they're yeah, all that of way. Course. Yeah. I think there's some that are clearly, you know, I'm, I'm getting into the X-Files realm here, you know, <laughs> but they clearly seem to be different. And um, my, my thing I would suggest is if you want to test, if you encounter a being uh, that you're not sure about, you really want to find out what, and I'm, I'll warn you, if you do this, you're going to be putting yourself in an interesting position. But ask that individual that you suspect could be an alien, ask them this question, does the blood of Jesus Christ save? And the reaction you get from them is going to tell you all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot uh, from from my people just in the chat room from from my uh, from uh, I guess uh, you know the listeners who have said that there have been encounters with gray aliens and people. All they have to do is uh, is start praying and they disappear. Yeah, and I don't know if prayer just makes it disappear, but I know that you can enrage uh, a satanic entity by referring to Jesus Christ because they know they're going to face a day where he's going to judge them and cast them into the lake of fire. And they are terrified of that scenario and they hate it. Even when Christ encountered demons himself, they, they were, they knew who he was and they said, are you come to judge us before the time? They are terrified of him and what he was able to accomplish because the greatest victory that ever uh, defeated Satan was at the cross. All right, and uh, Barnes46 says he has a follow-up. Has the guest ever had a UFO experience? Personally, I have not. Right. I've seen some pretty weird things, but I've never had a close encounter. All right, and uh, let's see here. I guess uh, I just lost my, uh, my scroll here. Uh, is there a way we can avoid that stuff? Uh, I guess I don't know what he's referring to there. I'm just looking. I mean, he's talking about encountering aliens. I don't know how you can avoid it. Um, the, the only answer for me is to have a relationship with the Son of God, you know, because if you've got the confidence of knowing you have a hope of salvation, it doesn't matter what happens in the world. You've got assurance in Christ. All right. Davy Jones Locker wants to know, so every flying UFO craft is bad, right? I would, well, I mean, it depends on how you define a UFO. I mean, God has angels, and they have flying craft, so they're not bad. But everything from Satan is satanic and bad, and the fallen angels, if they're the ones we're talking about, then yes. If they're posing as aliens, they are bad. You know, there's an interesting passage of Scripture, and this is why I, I emphasize this so much. And it's in the prophet Daniel. There was a king of Babylon, and his name was Nebuchadnezzar. He's historically uh, a king that conquered Israel. And he had a dream. And in the dream, he sees a great image, and it's got four components to it. A head of gold, a chest of silver, loins of uh, brass, and legs of iron, and feet mixed with iron and clay. <clears throat> and he doesn't understand what the dream means, so Daniel, who's a Jewish prophet, 
under conquest uh, by Nebuchadnezzar is called in to interpret the dream. And he goes to explain that the four sections of four different kingdoms, which were empires historically that happened. It was Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Okay. And when he gets to the part of the Roman Empire, he says, as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly broken, partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And for your listeners, this is Daniel 2.43. What is they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men? All right. That is a prophecy of what's about to happen. Scott, I just want to, uh, I just want to let you know that I have never had this many people in the chat room at one time before. Wow, that's wonderful. Just so you know. Uh, Johnny Pepperston wants to know, could Bigfoot be a demon? You know, I, that is such a great question, and I just wonder about him. You know, I have this crazy fictional idea that I want to write a screenplay about. I've been looking for, if any of your listeners are screenplay writers, I'd love for them to reach out to me because I've got a whopper of an idea. It would be totally fiction. <clears throat> but what if the Bigfoots were actually some of those um, hybrid giants? And what if, and this is all speculation, okay. What if they happened to have been born hairy and they stunk? which most accounts of Bigfoot seem to say that they smell bad and they, they look like ape-type creatures, but just very tall. And what if they were shunned by their smooth-skinned brethren and they were ostracized because of their appearance and their smell? And what if they had some capabilities that were hyperdimensional as well, but uh, like they can just disappear out of this dimension and pop into another, which is why they're so hard to find? And what if in the conquest of Canaan, when the children of Israel went and they exterminated the giants, the Bigfoots or Sasquatch or whatever you want to call them decided, hmm, I don't want to cross God's people. We're just going to leave. And they migrated east and they crossed the Bering Strait. And some stayed in the Himalayas, the Yeti. And some came down into North America, the Sasquatch, and on and on. It would just be an interesting movie i think that we could make about that <laughs> well i'm sure somebody will listen and they probably won't even message you on it they'll just go ahead and just do it themselves they'll just write it themselves <laughs> well if they want a uh, if they want a consultant for some ideas about it they can reach out to me all right so who is who is moloch moloch was a god of the of the canaanites <clears throat> uh, excuse me he was a particularly awful god because the uh, they worshipped uh, him by burning their children in the fire to him, and so Moloch became the symbol of the worst of humanity. And I suspect we're approaching that now with a modern equivalent somehow. Uh, and we kind of touched on that, but I want to be careful what we discuss uh, when we're talking about human trafficking. Yeah. But um, he was uh, a, I think he was a Canaanitic um, god, and there was an image of him that looked like uh, they made an image out of um, of uh, iron 
and he had a bull's head and he had the and when they built these images they had an opening inside it where they they would put a fire and he had arms stretched out like you were going to give him something to receive and they were slightly tilted up so what the children of israel did when they adopted this idolatry is they would take their babies and they would place them in the hands of moloch and they would roll down into the fire inside of the of the image in its chest and burn alive. And, and while they, they actually uh, did this, they actually did this for centuries. And uh, they would play loud music and beat drums so that other people wouldn't hear the uh, the uh, the crying of the children and the weeping of the parents. And so uh, it was a fertility god. So the idea was, if you give me your firstborn, I'll give you more children. And it was it was something that it, Israel, who was told not to be like the other nations, did worse than they did. You know, God used them to exterminate the giants who started this worship. The giants brought about this worship of Moloch to the people of Canaan. Well, that's pretty interesting, because uh, I've heard I've heard in some emails what would what would be the benefit of sacrificing a chicken then. Yeah, they didn't sacrifice chickens, unfortunately. They sacrificed children. Yeah. And the benefit was, in their mind, they believed that, and, and Satan was involved in this, that it would give them more fertility, more children. All right. So what about chemtrails? I, I hear uh, JP says uh, chemtrails. I hear they are spread to open portals. What do you think about that? I really don't know much about chemtrails. Um, I've, I've read so many things that were speculative about it. I've never focused in on that, but that might be a good podcast subject for me to look into. All right. So what about portals? I guess, do you, do you believe that portals can be open and closed to different dimensions and such? I believe that's what CERN is all about. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are they trying to do, you think, at CERN? I'm not sure, but it's interesting that the goddess Shiva, uh, the image of that is the emblem for the CERN super collider. And uh, she's the goddess of destruction, right, in the Hindi religion. So um, there's something going on there that is not what they're telling us it is. And it's tied to um, the, the, I believe it's like a stargate. They're trying to open up a realm. And, and it's, it's very possible that there's, a, there's something that opens up in the book of Revelation where the bottomless pit is unlocked and these things fly out of it. They're locusts and uh, whatever. Um, it's very possible that maybe that's what these individuals are trying to access. 
So uh, it's fair to say that, I mean, according to Revelation, they're actually going to pull it off, aren't they? Well, either either they will think they did and God will allow it to happen because he's planned it or they will um, he's going to allow them to do it uh, and, and, you know, find their way into it. And, and they'll think it's the timing is all them, but it's all part of God's purpose because he's going to pour his wrath out on the world when he delivers the righteous from the world. All right. Sapphire Elf wants to know any chance the enlightened of Agartha could save humanity. And I, I'm, Agartha is apparently the, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it's the the inner Earth, right? The Hollow Earth. What what do you think of that whole thing? Yeah, the only thing I know about the Hollow Earth is what the Scripture says, and what I know about that is there is a compartment inside the Earth. And in the Greek, it's called Hades, and we know it as Hades, or the place of the dead. And Christ gave us a picture of that compartment when he um, told a parable of a rich man and a poor man. And they, uh, the poor man was a beggar named Lazarus, and he had sores covered him. He, he laid at the gate of the rich man, and the rich man just stepped over him and ignored him every day. Well, they both died at one point. And the angels carried the poor man into a place called Abraham's bosom, which is in the earth. It's a place called paradise. And it's where Christ went to uh, at some point after he died. Then the other place within Hades is a place called Gehenna in the Greek. And it's the burning torment place. It's a prison. People think of it as hell. And it's, it's not the ultimate place where the unrighteous go, but it's a, it's a temporary prison. When the rich man died, he opened up his eyes and he was in hell. And he was in torments and he was in flames. And he could see Lazarus and Abraham over next to him. And they were standing and talking at peace and at rest. And he asked Abraham to send Lazarus to dip his finger in water, the tip of his finger, so he could touch it to his tongue because he said, I'm tormented in this flame. And I can't imagine a drop of water on the tip of a finger giving you any comfort. But that's how bad hell must be. And Abraham goes to explain to him that he couldn't do it even if he wanted to because there was a great gulf fixed in between the two places so that one can't pass to the other side. And that is probably the bottomless pit or the abyss. So those three compartments are within the earth, and that's all I know about. I don't know about uh, uh, angels in, uh, or aliens or subterranean bases or anything like that that I can prove or give you any evidence for, but I do know what the scriptures say about it. All right, so before I get on to my next question, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody here. Holy crap, there is a ton of people in here. Uh, 180 people are currently in the chat. I've got 85 likes registering, so if we can get 15 more, if we can get 100 likes by the end of the show, man, that would just be super awesome, uh, at least just for my self-esteem itself. That would be great. Uh, That's fantastic, Michael. JP wants to know, and and I guess I, I got to ask the question, right? It's, it's a good question. What if God is a giant alien, and how would we tell the difference? Yeah, well, now, why would he have to be a giant alien? That's that's a good question. <laughs> well, I, I guess God is giant, right? <laughs> why not a little thing, you know? Um, well, I mean, first of all, think I always use this legal analogy because in a court of law, if if I said, hey, you know, 
Michael told me that the moon is made out of green cheese. Um, the other side's attorney would object and say, hearsay, right? Because they could, they could call you to the stand and you could testify directly and say, no, I never said the moon was made of green cheese and I don't believe that. And you have the right to give your own testimony <clears throat> to be considered as evidence. And if I said, well, Michael told me that, it should be rejected as evidence because it's secondhand, it's hearsay, right? So we understand that. Now, wouldn't God deserve the same legal right? So I could tell you, I think God is a little green man, or I think God is a phantom in my mind, or whatever. But God has the right to reveal who he says he is and give his own testimony. And everything I say is speculation or hearsay. So God, if he's God, must have left a record of himself. And if it's not accurate, he's not God. And if there's not something we can turn to, then he does not deserve our worship. If we can't find an accurate testimony of who God is, then he does not deserve our worship. So somewhere there has to be a record of God's testimony that says exactly who he is, and he wants us to know him, and he wants us to know who he is. And I believe that happens to be the Bible. All right. President Zaddy wants to know, are we in the days of Noah? I mean, could this be what it was like before before Noah's flood, right? Well, that is a really good question because it makes me think of another verse of Scripture where Christ said something in the book of Matthew, chapter 24. And he was referring to his second coming and the end of the, the age and things like that. And he it's what he said was, and I'm going to go quote it to you precisely so I don't mess it up. Uh, he says... Um, the day in which he comes back is called the, the, the day of Christ, okay? And he says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also shall be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, I find that verse fascinating because Christ is comparing the days before he returns to as it was in the days of Noah when the destruction came. So he's talking about there's a wrath of God coming now in the future as there was in the past. But isn't it interesting that he refers to they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage? In the days of Noah, the only reference in the Bible to marriage in the days of Noah were the sons of God taking the daughters of men to wife and creating the giants. Genetic manipulation. Yeah. So um, do the Nostradamus prophecies hold any validity? And that's a question from Mary Kay. Yeah, I don't really think so, because in order for a prophet to be true, uh, or, or to be of God, the, the Bible says everything he says has to be true. And Nostradamus said, said too many things that weren't true and too many things that were just reading into it as speculative. But when a prophet of God is sent, it's fulfilled exactly to the letter, to the day. So I would say no, I don't believe Nostradamus' prophecies are true. They're just interesting reading. 
All right. So where do the reptilians fit in here? Davy Jones is asking. I would say the same as the greys. They're probably synthetic, hybridized creatures that satanic forces have created for some purpose, for some nefarious task. All right. Barnes again wants to know, Does the do you believe that the true Canaanites came from Egypt? Uh, the true Canaanites came from children that were uh, the descendants of Ham, because Ham had a son named Canaan. So um, Ham also had other children. Uh, their names, and I, I won't go through the whole list, but I'll just give you a few examples. One of them was Cush, C-U-S-H, and he is known to be the progenitor of Ethiopia. One of them is Mizraim, and he is said to be the progenitor of Egypt. One wow. is Put, P-H-U-T, and he is said to be the progenitor of Libya. And Canaan didn't settle in North Africa. He, he went north uh, across Gaza to Palestine. So I, you know, if you want to say he came from there, well, I say north, uh, north of Egypt, but where they actually came from was the Caucasus Mountains, because that's where the Ark settled in Ararat in Turkey. So ultimately, in those mountain range near the Caucasus, uh, the world was repopulated again. So evidently, Canaan would have traveled south of the Caucasus Mountains down through Turkey and Syria and Armenia, ultimately down into the region that we know today as maybe Israel. All right. I, I have heard uh, through various different podcasts that I listen to that Son of Cain is basically the reptilians. The rep, you know, the, these people who think that they're the son of Cain, that's that's the whole reptilian thing. Uh, what would you think about that, that the, that the deep state players, you know, how you hear about the bloodlines and everything else, they're all really the sons of Cain. Is that, is that possible? Yeah, that's that's a theory that a lot of uh, theologians have speculated about called the serpent seed. And it's the idea that uh, Cain, who was the, the firstborn child, uh, Adam was created and so was Eve. So the firstborn human was Cain, actually Cain and Abel because they were twins. Most people don't realize that, uh, but they were born at the same time. But Cain, but elder the elder was Cain and then Cain killed his brother Abel. And incidentally, uh, the interesting reason that happened was because they were taught to give a sacrifice because God taught Adam to do that. And the sacrifice had to have blood. And so Abel sacrificed a lamb and Cain brought of the fruit of the ground. Well, the problem with the sacrifice is there was no blood in it. So if you've ever heard the expression, you can't get blood from a turnip, that's where it comes from. It comes from the Bible and Cain's offering. So instead of Cain turning around and purchasing a lamb from his brother or trading crops for a lamb, he killed Cain, or Cain killed Abel. And so the Bible says that Cain was of that wicked one. And therefore, people speculate that he went off and he was driven away and he went to the land of Nod, and therefore he brought up this race of people that were um, the... the uh, uh, you know, the reptilians or whatever, the serpent seed. There's no evidence for that in Scripture. His lineage, his bloodline basically stops after just a handful of generations.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So Bernard Evans wants to know, thoughts on Our Lady of Good Success, who 400 years ago prophesized for turn of 21st century a satanic takeover of the Vatican plus thoughts on Garbandel Garbandel did I say don't that? know anything about either one of those okay I'll just have to plead ignorance <laughs> all right so I'm scrolling down here what about the prophecies of Fatima and Nost- and well I guess you covered Nostradamus but what about the prophecies of Fatima yeah, I don't know those prophecies either. You haven't seen that movie with the three girls? That... I have not seen that movie. But... Like I said, I pretty much focus my study in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. All right. So Phoenix Fire says, right now, this is me playing video games. Hey, bro, awesome show. Uh, glad you, uh, I guess you got, <laughs> you got you got killed in your game and, and uh, we're able to make a comment. So thanks a lot. Hey, everybody, it is... Unbelievable, 109 likes from the show. I'm looking for uh, some more questions from you guys. You know, uh, President Zaddy wants to know, is the jab the mark of the beast? And if you can answer that without... If by the jab you mean the current program of um, injections... The current experiment... Yeah, the current experiment. No, I don't believe it is. I believe this entire event has been orchestrated to means test how ready the human population is to be manipulated and controlled through fear to accept what's coming. And I believe, as far as I'm concerned, we we failed that test. And the satanic global elite were empowered to step out of the shadows and move on to the next phase. There will be a point at which a mark is going to be required and you'll have to worship the beast. This was just a means test of that. Okay. Uh, all right. Barry says here, and, and I'm going to ask this. He didn't put it in caps, so, but I'm going, to, I'm going to ask this anyway. It's an interesting question. Barry says, so before Christ... We were nothing. Life was just full of terrible people, and all and all the other gods are just bullshit. But this is the real one. Now, obviously, he's talking about you know. Obviously, we had the Greeks, and, and you know, or not the Greeks, but uh, in ancient Greece, the you know the the Greek gods and and all of that stuff. What about all of the religions? I mean, isn't I mean, we're, you're basically 
you're basically a religion based on when and where you were born, right? I mean, if honestly, if, if you and I were born in Saudi Arabia, we'd probably be Muslim. If we were born in India, we'd be, you know, whatever they are. If we were born in China, we'd be whatever they are, right? I mean, so how does, I mean, obvi- I, I don't think that God um, punishes those who... I guess, worship different things. Am I saying that correctly? Well, I don't, I don't know if you're saying it. I mean, you said it correctly to me. Um, but as far as whether or not it's true from scriptural perspective, I take a different approach to it. First of all, um, it's not like God didn't exist before Christ was born. Um, he has existed from the beginning, and he's the creator as far as the Bible is concerned. Well, yeah. Other gods were satanic fallen angels. So any anybody that you know, you got to remember that people worshipped all kinds of things at some point. And there's a there's a passage that the apostle Paul wrote that said that the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So. It, what happened was there was a point in time when men worshiped God, but they turned from him and he gave them up. The Bible says when they, they knew him as God, they glorified him not as God and they weren't thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image. So men began to make images and worshiped idols. It wasn't when Christ came, it was to just bring the ultimate sacrifice to pay for men's sins so that man could have a means of redemption. Things like, um, you know, the, the other regions you're talking about, um, light and, and the truth was spread out from that, that message uh, as best they could. I would agree with one of your um, uh, posters there in the comments that religion is all nonsense because Religion is man-made, but Christianity is not religion. The Christianity of the Bible. I'm not talking about Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about the original truth of the gospel is that Christ died for sins, was buried, and raised again. He taught us to love each other. He taught us to show kindness and compassion. He taught us to show a means of salvation through him. And man can turn to God, and he's the only way. Now, if the Bible says there's no other way to the, the Father but through the Son, if it's not true, then he's a liar. And Christ is not worthy of our worship. There's no other religion, whether it's Christian religion, and I'm talking about denominationalism or Catholicism, whether it be Judaism, Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, Islam, none of them offer salvation based upon the sacrifice of an individual. They all offer salvation based upon something you must do to achieve it. So I I submit to you to make your own decision. Do you want a substitute to take your place or do you want to earn it yourself through achieving nirvana or enlightenment or keeping the commandments or whatever it is you think you need to do? Good luck with that. So what happened? I myself choose to accept the sacrifice. All right. So what about all of the all of the people that lived before the Bible was created? I mean, humanity has been here for a long time. 
you know the Bible. Oh, yeah. You know how how old is the Bible actually, and and how long has it been circulating around? Because there's been humans long before the Bible was here. What happened to all of their souls? Well, all of the individuals that died prior to Christ ended up in those two compartments that we're talking about. If they did that which was righteous, they would be in that place called paradise or Abraham's bosom. If they did that which was unrighteous, they would end up in hell, God's prison. Ultimately, all, all of the dead will stand before God in a final judgment in the, at the end of the book of Revelation, where they will be judged according to their works, and uh, if their names are not found written in the book of life, they'll be cast into the lake of fire. So Christ's atonement was retroactive for the righteous. But for the unrighteous, you know, if all they had to do was whatever God required of them at the time. And if they failed to do that and they murdered their brother or they, you know, enslaved other people or they, you know, raped and killed and kidnapped and things like that, then they're going to give an account of that. All right. So God has always been righteous and just. It's just that he's operated through men in different times, in different ways, and that's the idea of what is known as a dispensation. So basically every single Egyptian that was born during the the days of the pyramid uh, building days or you know there's a lot of a lot of speculation as to who really built those or, or whatnot but but uh, everybody bef- before Jesus was kind of put in like a holding area where their souls were just kind of on hold no not on hold because again if they were a righteous individual if they did by nature the things contained in the law even though they didn't know the law it it was a law to themselves and so a person could die a righteous individual and they would go into that compartment I described earlier as Abraham's bosom okay now they couldn't go to heaven until sins were paid for and only through the blood of Christ was that atonement met and it, it, it it's applied to them and so to speak retroactively okay and Davy Jones wants to know how many times do you think we've been through this process and I think that that's a good question because obviously we could have had man come and go on this earth many times before this time, right? I don't believe it's it's been many times. There's only been one uh, humanity, one race, uh, the human race, and it was created when God made Adam and Eve. So man's period of time on the earth has been 6,000 years. Prior to that, there weren't men on the planet, there were angels. So most most of what we think of as humans uh, creations are probably not from them. I would say the theories of Atlantis, Machu Picchu, the pyramids, whatever, probably predate humanity. So you think the angels were pretty much the ones that ran Atlantis and built the pyramids and, and all that when they were living here on earth long before man ever got here. That's the theory I'm going with for now. Wow, that's a, that's pretty interesting. Uh, Floppy says Luke 18.21 disputes this end, or is Jesus wrong? Uh, Luke 18.21, did he say? Yeah. Disputes what? He said disputes this end. I, he probably wrote that... Uh, when we were talking about something else. Yeah, I'm going to have to get more context for it, but I'll go read the passage. Uh, he said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. If he's talking about disputing what we were saying about the righteous going into Abraham's bosom, that was before Christ. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that's what he meant. I'm pretty far back in the in the chat here. Bernard Evans says, question, thoughts on Our Lady of Good Success who four hundred years ago Oh, okay. Plots, yeah, uh, we read that one earlier. Yeah, I'm not familiar right. with those uh all right, so let me yeah. scroll down here, and uh, I, I guess I'm all set up. Long Island Bigfoot just uh, super chatted two dollars. Thanks a ton, Long Island Bigfoot. Really appreciate it. Uh, Paul Beska, <laughs> that's pretty funny, Paul. All right, so I guess uh, <laughs> President uh, Zadie wants to know: Is Jesus black? He was a Semitic man. He would have been born uh, from the tribe of Judah. So he wasn't black, but he wasn't white. All right. I mean, that yeah. makes that makes total sense to me, right? Yeah, so I he mean, would have been an olive reddish skin person, you know, which is interesting because, you know, Adam was made of the dust of the earth and Adam is Hebrew. It means red man. Okay. Barry with the super chat. Thank you very much. You know, I would imagine that. Uh, you know what does uh what does the Bible say about the different races on the planet? Like I mean, goodness, we have, um, you know, black, white. We've got Indian. We've got the the Chinese, and they're all kind of. Uh, I guess when humanity started out, they're all kind of in these areas. How did the how did humanity become so, I guess, d- different in 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 so many different areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I think that science can show that that has a lot to do with climate and recessive and genetic traits, uh, location. Uh, but I would t- I take the contention there's we don't have races. We have different ethnicities, but there's only one race, the human race. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says as much in Acts chapter 17 that God hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. We all bleed red. So the different genetic traits has to do with recessive and dominant genes, and it has to do with where climate and adaptation takes place, but it has nothing to do with race. I don't think we have races, and I think racism is uh, from a satanic origin. Okay. Um, Who is Caesar Borgia? Caesar Orgia. Don't know. Uh, Bor- Borgia. Oh, oh, Borgia. Borgia. Caesar Borgia. From the Borgas of Italy? Of, of um, Yeah, I don't know. I um, have no idea. Okay. Uh, Davy Jones Locker says, I guess we've, we've got three minutes, guys, so uh, we're going to be wrapping this up here pretty soon. Uh, let's see here. Davy Jones asked a really good question, and it, it's probably one that we could probably uh, – uh, call it. I mean, unless you've got some time and want to hang out for a little, a little longer. Uh, Davy Jones Locker says, "Do you believe man has failed?" Well, man failed in the Garden of Eden when he disobeyed God and brought sin into the world. Man was not created to die. He was supposed to live forever, and he was supposed to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We will come back to that. We will be full circle. At some point when the tree of life reappears, we will be able to, the righteous will eat that and live forever. Um, so man failed a long time ago. We've just been going down progressively more ever since. 
All right. And uh, President Zaddy said the Pope's son, the image of Jesus, question mark. Don't know what that means. Uh, how about when will the Lion of Judah roar? Uh, that's coming soon uh, because the Lord is about to come back. And Jesus Christ is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So, uh, you know, he came as a, as a lamb to die as a sacrifice. But when he comes back, he's not a lamb anymore. Okay. Uh, Daniel, Daniel James just says, what about gears, screws, or hammer, or bell found in million-year-old rock and coal? Yeah, that would point more to what I was saying earlier about a civilization that predates man. Yeah, and that would be the fallen angels. There, there you go. Daniel? Yeah, well, not falling necessarily in that time. I mean, we, some of it could have been because at some point the angels, you know, watched God create the earth and they shouted for joy and they sang in the book of Job. So they occupied the planet for who knows how long prior to the rebellion that was mounted from Lucifer. But once that rebellion started, it, it would appear that uh, there was a there was a war that took place. And there was corruption that began. I, it, that's probably when uh, Satan and his angels began to, began to corrupt God's original creation. And it's possible that dinosaurs and things like that are the byproduct of that of the corruption of God's perfect creation. You know, I don't know for sure, but whatever it was, there were things that they were doing that God said, "No, nope, this is not the way I designed it," and He flooded the earth completely. That's before God even made the first man. All right. So uh, I suppose, Scott, wow, another fascinating show. Uh, do you think we can get you scheduled again in the future? And I, I say uh, we'll go open lines and, and let the callers call in and chat with you. What would you think about doing that? I'd be happy to do it, Michael. Uh, just you know, let me know. We'll, we'll schedule it in. It's a privilege to talk to your audience. And, uh, and, and I realize some in your audience don't agree with these things, and that's okay. You know, that's what's great about uh, our ability to discuss these things. We can uh, we can hash it out, and um, you don't have to take my word for it, but we all will stand to give an account someday. So, Yeah, Barry says, ask Michael Creamer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he meant Crema. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, <laughs> hey, uh, what do you, what do you think of uh, – what, what do you think, man? I mean, they're about to release this report. Are we in trouble or what? Well, yeah, we're in trouble in the sense that the Bible says in the latter days, perilous times shall come. So we're heading for perilous times. But I don't worry about it because and I'll, I'll just tell your listeners, too, that, you know, if they if they want, they can search it out themselves. I've got resources at utbnow.com, which uh, which is short for Unlock the Bible Now, utbnow.com, and they can listen to anything they want to there. But we we teach and believe that we have a hope in Christ. We, the Satan, we're battling him, spiritual wickedness in high places. But uh, for anybody that's worried about the future, put your faith in what was accomplished at the cross. Have a relationship with the Son of God, and you'll be delivered from the wrath to come. Everything about the term saved, and people bandy it around like it's just sort of a buzzword. But what we're talking about is saved from wrath. There's a coming wrath. God's going to bring it. And Satan's allowed to come in and run amok for a little while because that's part of the plan. 
But God has a plan of deliverance for everybody that believes on his son and has a relationship with him. So I would encourage your listeners to do that. All right. And uh, let me ask you one last question before uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, what is the most important warning or sign that Revelation has started? And that's coming in from Don M. And, and uh, by that I mean, you know, obviously we, we all know about the seven seals, right? What mm-hmm. seal do you think we're on? I don't believe we're on any of the seals yet, but the most important sign I'm going to I'm going to give you a little bit of prophecy. Okay, Daniel chapter nine describes seventy weeks that have to be fulfilled before the Lord comes back. Those weeks are weeks of years, and sixty nine of the seventy weeks were fulfilled in the year that Jesus Christ was crucified, and the final week of years or seven years was put on hiatus and we've had a 2000 year gap since that end of the 69th week and the 70th week has not yet begun so here's what i know the bible says in the book of hosea that uh god said he would go and return to his place until they israel acknowledges their offense and seeks him and in the next chapter in chapter six it says it's like the answer of Israel to God. Let's go and see, return to the Lord. Uh, he has smitten us after two, for two days, and the third day he will raise us up. So now we're talking about days. Peter said that a day with the Lord is as 2,000 years, and 2,000 years as one day. So what if the two days of Hosea is the 2,000 years? And what if the year in which Christ was crucified, which we know as A.D. 33, what if the end of two days is 2033? And if that's the case, then that means that's the year in which uh, potentially he's going to come back. And if that is the case, then seven years prior to that would be the event of the rapture. And if you split the seven into three and a half and the three and a half, then you wind up in the year 2030 when all hell breaks loose. And if you go to the World Economic Forum and look at what they talk about, it's called Agenda 2030. Yeah. Check it the, out. The, the Raptor, the, well, it was Agenda 2021, I think. And uh, I guess those plans got thwarted. So hopefully, yep. hopefully yep. we can, uh, you know, let me. Can we can we stop this and and put an end to this and kind of reset and start over? Is it possible, well, or, possible. or is it, or is it too late? Time, yeah, if the time is not right and we're just wrong, you know, that means the Bible's wrong. It just means we're wrong in understanding it. So if we're wrong about the years or wrong about whatever, yeah, we could possibly reset it. We could maybe turn things around. Um, however, I tend to think it's a little too far gone for that. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you. I think so too. All right, uh, Pastor Scott Mitchell, you want to tell everybody where they can find you and and uh, take your time. You bet. Just utbnow.com if you want to get access to anything that we provide for people. Uh, my podcast is called Bible Mysteries. We're available on every podcasting app or at Captivate. Uh, if you go to UTB Now, you have access to our YouTube channel, which is also called Bible Mysteries to our podcast. Uh, There's a link there to get there. We have online Bible studies. We have a live Bible study we do on Facebook every week, twice a week, Wednesday and Sunday. 
And so, yeah, uh, people are welcome. There's no charge for any of this. So uh, come enjoy it and participate if you like. And um, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Awesome. And uh, I just want to let everybody know, uh, thanks so much for coming in here. What a what a fantastic crowd we've had tonight. This is the largest crowd we've ever had, sitting at 119 likes, 172 people in here at the end of the show, and that's not even the the total. Uh, we had far more in that, far more than that in here. Uh, just a just off a little bit ago, so they're starting to drop out now. We're reaching the end. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and subscribe to Scott Mitchell's channel. The link is in the description box below. He's got a great channel. He talks about all different kinds of stuff. Definitely check it out and and uh, and you know let him be a part of your uh, rotation. You know, not you don't always listen to everything people put up, but you always see it, and it's good to uh, good to know what's out there. And there's some neat things out there. Remember, you can always find us online. Just go to www.conflictradio.net. I want to give another shout out to Paul Beska who sent me that intro. He actually put it on a USB drive and put it in the mail and sent it to me all the way from Australia. Thank you very much, man. That was really awesome of you. If you can email me, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can email me your shirt size and your address, I'll, you know, and what color you want the shirt to be, I will send you a conflict t-shirt. Remember, you can always Check out the store down in the links below for your own shirt and conflict swag. Well, that's going to do it for us. Batten down the hatches and be safe. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.